Please put hey. a thumb in the air. Street Hockey Radio, that's right, BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Well, it happened, fam. The uh, the trade deadline that would never get here finally has. The Flyers have played their uh, final game prior to the deadline. The deadline has passed. And now there are only 20 games left in this season. Woo! It's been quite the ride. Uh, to think there's still almost like a quarter of the season. Yeah, you said only. <laughs> only was a strange choice of words. It's there. just I, we were on. We it's were in the lying. fifty. We were in the 50s for like two months. It felt like, but here we are. Uh, the Claude Giroux era has officially come to an end. Of course, we are going to get into that and all the trade deadline moves. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it and let's lead things off with the fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. I don't have anything interesting to say except for that I learned earlier this morning that it's National Water Day which seems like a weird Ooh. thing to have. And I just feel that as your friendly municipal water service representative, you should all buy me gifts. That's I it. agree. Yeah, just give me Her stuff. Venmo is. <laughs> oh, was that it? It is on her Yeah, I, page, I don't have anything interesting to say, Bill. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I thought you have another comment later in the outline, I thought. But we'll get to that when we get to that. I guess I, it's not even last but not least. That doesn't make sense with only the three of us. Next up, and also the only other one here, Stephalicious D. Steph Driver. <laughs> it is Bill and the girls today. Oh, Lord. Um, so I missed last week's episode because my power was out. Um, so I missed kind of the, the Giroux love fest, which I think... We might also carry into today, but I, I just have a couple things to say about Claude Giroux. Um, I think out of, uh, not even I think, I know, out of this group of four podcasters, and let's expand it into Steve, Kurt, Eamon, and Ryan as well, um, I'm definitely on the newer side, the newer scale of being a Flyers fan. Like, I'm probably closer to amen than i am bill and kelly so that's just where i am i've been watching the flyers for 15 years somewhere between 10 and 15 years that being said i only know claude Giroux. like claude Giroux is the only captain that i know um i i started watching during the pronger captaincy but i don't really remember um And to be fair, he only played like 11 games of his captaincy. Exactly. Right. I I have no recollection of that because my brain is Swiss cheese. Um, Giroux is the only captain that I know. He is the one player that has been here the entire time that I've been a Flyers fan. And it is 
you know, we knew that this trade was coming. We knew that it was going to happen, no matter what I said about him staying. Like, we knew it was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, how you doing and with all that, Steph? You were in... Well, I, I mean, Steph I Driver knew, I knew wrong again. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm getting it wrong, Steph Driver. You were in, you were in fair, <laughs> fairly strong denial, so sure the, uh, the stages of grief had to hit you all at once rather than the gradual build. They, they did hit me all at once. And I will say on the record, I have not watched a Flyers game in the post Giroux era. Not one. I haven't, I haven't been able to bring myself because, wow, this hit me like a ton of bricks. And I don't know if it's because of all of the other bullshit trauma that's happening concurrently in my life, or if it's just the huge existential crisis of, I don't know myself as a Flyers fan without Claude Giroux. Um, I have been like inconsolable. I, I, don't, I don't even know how to explain it, but I never, ever thought that I would feel this way <laughs> over a trade. Like Braden Shen, one of my favorite hockey players. I got mad for a second, but I moved on. Well, we got Nolan, Nolan Patrick. Patrick. And, we got Nolan Patrick and Morgan Frost that night. How could you be upset? <laughs> Well, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. So, Joel Farabee, man, really holding it down. <laughs> God, I love Joel Farabee. He's, you know, he's got to be the one saving grace there. But, wow, I, I, I've just been completely blown away by the feelings that I had over a hockey player getting traded to Florida, which, by the way, I need to say out loud, and I've said it before, a panther is not an animal. A panther is a genus of animals. All right. What the animal actually is I'm not is listening. a cougar slash mountain lion. All right. I don't care. I did a science because I had a lot of so, things. So, so what say. you're saying is every cougar is a panther, but not every panther is a cougar. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Actually, I don't even think that cougars are panthera genus. Hold on. I can't believe you don't know that off the top of your head. I'm so disappointed. Well, I don't think it really matters all that much. Uh, you sure? My, <laughs> my, my hot take um, to start off the show, it's a little less heartfelt than Steph's. Um, I just, there's been a lot of ridiculousness on Flyers Twitter these past couple of weeks, and really forever, but, you know, this has really kicked it in the hyperdrive. Team's awful. Uh, polarizing figure in Claude Giroux being traded, uh, the situation surrounding the trade. Everyone's losing their shit in all different directions. Um, I just got to know, though, what level of psychopath do you need to be to want Phil Myers back? Nashville waved Phil Myers, and there was a lot of people who were like, why not claim him? Motherfucker! <laughs> Motherfucker. Why would you? We just decided it's best to move on from franchise legend Claude Giroux. It's probably time to go in a different direction. Get going in a, you know, just time to change things up. And people want Phil fucking Myers back? He stinks! He's horrible! The way I know he's horrible is that Nashville, the place that has a little garden where they grow 50% of the fucking defensemen in the league, was like, <laughs> nah, we don't want him a little bit. We will give him, at the trade deadline, we will give away this six foot five right-handed defenseman to any of the other 31 teams that might just say, raise their hand, you get him. Nobody wanted him. 
You know why? Because Nashville didn't want him. Why would you want someone Nashville doesn't want on the blue line? It's asinine. I'm just... There's nothing Flyers fans (laughs) love more than bringing back a guy that they hated before he was traded because they think the second time around is going to be different. The Venn diagram of people who are like, they need to move on from the old boys network is a single circle. Uh Like, Uh you are perpetuating the issue. You're the reason they think we want all this all the time because you do. And like, I don't want to... Speaking in generalities, I'm being hyperbolic. But like, come on, people. We're moving on. We're getting... We're we're moving on from that last era because it was the least successful in team history. We're moving forward. Like, it's over. We don't want any of those guys. If they could have 25 new guys next year, I'd give it a big thumbs up. We're we're done. (laughs) Yeah. I I thought that it would have been funny if they brought back Phil Myers, but yeah, in no way a... did I want it to happen. He's bad. It would have been funny if he made league men, but he tricked us into that contract. So now yeah. it's not funny anymore. Do you think <laughs> Travis Sanheim collects some of that money? He ought to. Like, he also be, a... should be co- collecting a little bit of Risto's money as well. I don't like, think he gets any of it though. Once a month, he just gets a Venmo from, from Risto and Myers. And he's like, it's pretty sick. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. 10%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for doing the defense for us, Travi. So that's all the shit that doesn't actually matter. Um, actually, fuck it. Let's get to Jerry Mayhew. Would you like to do one more thing that doesn't oh, actually Jerry. matter? I want to get to Jerry Mayhew here too. On oh, the yeah. um, on the first day of spring, the winter of Gerald Hinton. It was yeah. Sunday. He he got claimed. He's gone. Uh, it was fun while it lasted. I hope. I hope he gets another opportunity to play in the NHL and carve himself out a career for a few years at the at the highest level. Good for him. He's getting another opportunity. Who claimed him? Anaheim. Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a he's a Ducks. At least CJ will take good care of him. But man, that was the one good thing uh, yeah. that the Flyers had this season. And it was the Why stupidest little wave. So stupid. But like literally anyone else. Like, I gotta, fine. I gotta sit here and watch Patrick Brown lose three faceoffs in a row at the end of the game against Nashville. Like, and, and what, Chuck, what are we doing? Chuck was like, "Well, Jerry's twenty nine, and it's like, all right, I get it, but like, you could have just remember that when you go out and sign a bunch of twenty nine year olds this summer." I was gonna say this whole this whole thing with the whole we're trying to build a team under twenty five nonsense that he said the other day. I really hope he sticks to that because if we end up with a whole bunch of Nate Thompsons and Justin Brauns again, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah, I, I hope it's. I forgot Nate Thompson was still on this team and the coming other day. back apparently, just what we all uh-huh. needed. Season oh, saved, be- fam. That's tremendous. His ass better get waved first game back because if we sacrifice Jerry oh, no. Mayhew for Nate fucking Thompson, I will burn down the Wells Fargo oh, no. Center. See, I hadn't heard that, and it is tremendous news. Uh, Nate Thompson's horrible, so this really helps with the tank. That's Congratulations, Flyers! This is one of the better moves you've made. Way to go! I, I hope he. Like, I hope he's one C. Yeah, I don't know if it's like I don't think it's tonight that he's coming back, but I oh, did fuck. see they that like tonight. he's making progress. Yeah, they played tonight. He's uh, had a like, long twenty-four progress hours toward coming back. It has been a long month. Life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Life. All right. So, uh, yeah, Jerry's gone, and it was the stupidest little thing, but it was in a season of just yes. just kicks in the dick repeatedly. It was a little thing to enjoy every now and then when he scored a goal. 
and, and they like, took you it know, away it from was us. The one, it was like the one non-complicated fun thing. Like yeah. it just wasn't complicated. Just a guy trying to just trying to live his dream out here scoring goals on the shittiest team in the league. Getting yeah, punched like, in the face. And having fun. He was great. Yeah. So few guys, like one of the most disappointing parts of a season like this is, like we've talked so much about, you don't want to waste a season like this. Like, okay, now you want to lose out basically and get the best possible draft pick. You, you want to do things to set yourself up for the future, whether it's a rebuild, a retool, whatever. You, you don't want to waste a season like this. And Jerry Mayhew was one of the few guys who took that to heart and like, Seize the opportunity he was given, given the number of injuries and the number of open roster spots and opportunities that abounded. Uh, you know, he was one of the guys that actually stepped up and maybe proved a little something. That's why, hey, good luck in Anaheim, Jerry. Thanks for a couple of days of fun uh, during the winter of Gerald. It's more than most of the rest of the fucking team gave us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so let's do it. Let's talk about Claude Giroux. The Giroux trade, uh, Giroux on, what was it, Friday? Saturday. Saturday, yes, it was Saturday, was sitting on the couch waiting for it to happen. Uh, Giroux on Saturday trade. And it took an hour. I, I need to I need to at least address that. It took an hour for the details to come out. I got tired of waiting. I just started this, the green room because I was like, I'm, I'm, they'll come out eventually. Like, it was the slowest trickle of all time. Mm-hmm. And but, I jumped on the green room hoping that we'd have the details before the twins had to wake up and didn't. So the details, the details as they eventually came out, Giroux along with the germ and the bunny man uh, to Florida for Owen Tippett, a 2023 third round pick and a 2024 first round pick. Oh, that's a long time from now. Uh, other trades we'll get into, but man, this was. I said on. I said when we talked about it on Saturday, we were always going to be underwhelmed and disappointed because Giroux means more to us than just his on ice production, which is still very good. the mm-hmm. The first graphic they showed was like, "Oh yeah, and Giroux's going to join their top line with you know Barkov and Verhage." Like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> good for him, man. Good for fucking him. Uh, that, that's just absolutely incredible. But uh, like, are you still? How do you feel about the return now that you've had time to mull it? Uh, now that you know some of the details disputed or not, have come out about the negotiation and the period leading up to the trade. Um, how do you, Just what are you feeling about this? Because I'm still... If they could just have got one more thing, like, that would have been great. You know, it was definitely underwhelming, but, like, having had time to reflect on it now, you're right. Like, there was no situation in which I would have been completely satisfied with the return. There really isn't. Um, but the fact of the matter is this situation, a guy with a no trade clause who signed it eight years ago because he never wanted to leave and he's being pushed out the door by shitty circumstance. He took a look around the league and he said, you know what? I want to play for the Florida Panthers. They are fun and good. That sounds like a nice change for me personally. And that's where he wanted to go. And so that's where he was going. And Chuck didn't have a lot of leverage. Now, I, you know, not being an insider, I don't fully know, like, the ins and outs, the intricacies of these processes. I 
I question why Bill Zito knew so firmly that he was the only guy that was bidding on Claude Giroux. Like, I I don't know if there's some situation in which you can just make him think otherwise. Um, I'll tell you why. Well, I mean, I think a lot of the the rumors this weekend. I think it's, to me, all the GMs, as we know, like, oh, yeah, there's this thing called offer sheets, and oh, no, 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 you can't use them. All the GMs are BFFs. So Bill Zito, while he's got Chuck Fletcher on line one, calls up Joe Sackick on line two and goes, hey, he's trying to use you for leverage. And Joe Sackick goes, yeah, no, we we made our best offer and G don't want to come here. Like, that's my guess. Do you really think so? I don't know whether they could do that. That feels like tampering. (laughs) I don't think it's tampering so much as it's like, if you do that, then like someone's going to do that to you too. Like, is that, is that the way that the, I mean, they could do business that way. I don't fucking know. The only, the, that's really the only. I just think it's the, everyone. It's such a small world. Like, I don't know fair. if that's the, I just mean like the agents, the GMs, they're yeah. all just golf buddies. Yeah. Like the agents are the same for like a lot of players. Yeah. yeah. Like, half the league There's is like, like three guys. Ten yeah. exactly. agents and. Like, they're negotiating with themselves a lot of the time. Also, one thing that you have to really remember is that this is the kind of trade that you you simply can't judge it in the moment. Like, it could be two years before we know how good this trade was. It's possible that in 2024, the Florida Panthers have completely imploded and we've got a lottery pick and end up with, like, you know— a Connor McDavid. I don't know what's happening in 2024. We could all be dead by then. But it could happen. And if it does happen, then all of a sudden this trade's a lot better than it was before. So I, I, no one was ever going to be happy with it. No. And it, it is what it is. And honestly, like, maybe Owen Tippett will turn into something here. He's not going to turn into Claude Giroux, but, you know. No. Maybe and it'll be good. Who, like, I how have many guys a lot are to as, say. How many guys are as good or better than Claude Giroux in the No, league? you were never going to get that like, value. You were never going to get that value. And just to Kelly's point to clear something up, if, say, Florida does fall apart by 2024 and it's a top 10 pick, it kicks the can down to 2025. The Flyers get their first round pick in 2025. And that could still be a top 10. Just saying, yes. just to have the details, you know, so it doesn't sound like we're so, making things up. Here, here's my thoughts. I, this was a bad trade and I don't give a fuck. So the fact that they had to trade Claude Giroux at all means it was a bad trade. The team is in dire straits. You don't trade your captain. You don't trade your franchise player for a good trade. Like that's just not something that happened. This was a bad trade. And that's just the way it was going to be inherently because you lost Claude Giroux. Like, there's no way to recoup that. So the fact that it's a bad trade and the fact that the team is bad and they had to trade away their captain, like, I need, I need to make it not Owen Tippett's fault. And I feel like that's, I feel like a lot of the fan base is going to say, well, Owen Tippett isn't Claude Giroux. And of course he's not. He's nice and orange, though. <laughs> of course though. he's not. He's nice and orange. He's got oh, the, look the most fire truck, 
like uh, he's got like LED lights inside his scalp to make his head like his hair is so red. We will get into like more of the you know things that actually matter, but are there other redheaded players in the league or do they only play for the Flyers? Like we have to collect There are all. there are fewer redheaded people in the world than left-handed people, and yet the Flyers have like <laughs> 90% of the league's redheaded people. Like the accumulation of them is insane. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Like, it kind of started as a joke, but now it kind of feels like an organizational. Like, like, and this dude mandate. looks exactly like Wade Allison. I it don't know which is which. I don't know which is which. Like Wade Allison. It's like one of those things where you like imagine that there's like the Matrix glitches, and then you have a twin somewhere that you don't know about because the Matrix. Fly- it's like that level of looking the same. It's very weird. I hope they play on a line together. Did you just get some they sort will. of breaking news or something, Steph? What was? You're no, I just wild. had more to say about oh, Claude. Go right ahead. Because as, as I start talking, things pop up. So, you know, all, all we're hearing a lot this weekend is, you know, Claude painted them into a corner and he would only go to Florida and fuck this guy because he should have been more team forward. And I got to say, number one, fuck you. Um, if that's your opinion, double fuck you. Um, this guy, this guy earned his no trade clause, his no move clause. This is exactly why you want one. This is why you want one. He did not want to leave. And that's the thing that I really need people to understand. He did not demand a trade. And he did not say, I want to leave Philadelphia. I need a new change of scenery. This guy did not want to leave. His 1,000th game as a flyer, he was crying on the ice. He did not want to leave Philadelphia. So when you hear him say to, or when you hear the rumor that he said to Chuck Fletcher, can you guarantee you're going to bring me back next season? And Chuck Fletcher says, I can't. Number one, I don't blame Chuck Fletcher because we're working in a salary cap era. Like, you just don't know. You don't know if you're going to be able to do it. But also, Claude Giroux did not want to leave. You don't ask for a guarantee that you're going to be back next season if you want to leave Philadelphia. And that's really, like, the trade itself. Woo! And that, that was excellent. Uh, the trade. I, I needed to get that off my chest for like a week. And that's why like the trade itself, I'm just kind of over it. Um, we were never going to be happy. And I don't really, I mean, I blame Ron Hextall and Chuck Fletcher for the state of Always. the team, for the state of the team and like needing this to happen. Like big picture wise, they are at fault. But, uh, and I guess the organization as a whole, yada, yada, whatever. Uh, but in just in a vacuum, I don't blame either side. I don't blame G for wanting to come back. I don't blame G for exercising his no-move clause. And I don't blame Chuck Fletcher for going, I can't guarantee shit. Like, I, like what, wouldn't it seem, like, all the, all the flack the organization gets, and it seems like some of it's unwarranted, like that thing came out a couple weeks ago. It's like, actually, people still love the Flyers organization in the league. Like, they, they want to, but, like, wouldn't it hurt their reputation more to lie to their mm-hmm. longest tenured captain and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. we guarantee it. And then, you know, they make some moves, free up some cap space, have a big summer. And it's like, well, we got Johnny Goudreau and Philip Forsberg. So, uh, fuck you, Claude. Sorry about that guarantee. Like that would sound worse. 
You know, we're still hearing about Holmgren telling Jeff Carter he's not going to be traded. Like, I just... Remember Simone Gagne? Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's still, by all reports, not the best relationship uh, between him and the organization. So uh, I'd rather it all be out on the table. And it's... And the, also... The trade itself is not anyone's Remember Yager? The, the I, like sucked. The spirit of the actual conversation wasn't even shitty. It was like, we'd love to bring you back. Yeah. I just don't know if we can. Like, that's, that's what Claude it was. And Claude saying... And Claude saying, all right, right. Claude saying, I really don't want to leave, but if I have to, I guess Florida. Yeah. If I have to, I want to go to Florida so I can play with the best offense in the league and actually get to be creative and actually get to have fun playing hockey. That's where I want to do it. Cool. That's... All right. And he gets to hang out. He gets to hang out with his... You know what sucks? Sorry. No, you can continue who he wants to hang out with, but he is now one state away from me, right? So one state as opposed to six or whatever it is going back in the other direction. And it would still take longer for me to get to him than to get to Philadelphia. <laughs> That's trash. The South's weird, man. It's just it's wide so open weird space. down here. Everything is very strange. No, he gets to hang out with his old buddy, Bob. He gets to hang out with uh, my Radko? pal, my pal Radko, and they brought in Robert Haig just to appease him. Like it's really a great, uh, like the stages of Jeru's career. South. It's a tremendous represent representation of the stages of Jeru's career. <laughs> like <laughs> Bob Rovsky really from is. twenty, Bob Rovsky from twenty eleven, uh, when things were looking up, and he was still uh, a young guy, you know, really just breaking into the league, and Richards and Carter were still here, uh, and then Radko Gudis, uh, the return from uh, the Braden Coburn trade, and then Robert Haig, the guy who came up through the system and was going to be one of the one of the cornerstones of this defense uh, for the tail end of his career, or at least for the latter part of his career, and. Yeah, none of it worked. Uh, <laughs> but it's they're all together in Florida on the best team in the league. Uh, I, but Steph, you just said he wanted to play for the best offense. I don't think many people realize. I didn't until like a couple weeks ago. Florida scores over four goals a game. Uh, it's better than Colorado, and it's better than anyone since like 95-96. No, and I don't think I realized, honestly. They're incredible. Just- how good Florida is because I have Colorado Avalanche blinders for the playoffs. And I hate watching um, them. It's just, I hate red. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like, it, it, they've been irrelevant for so long. It's going to take a minute for my brain to like switch into the idea that they're a relevant hockey organization now. So, I mean, I'm going to get there now because Drew is there. Um, but yeah, like they were practicing a five forward power play with Claude Drew on it this morning. Oh. Like, uh, god like, oh my bless. god it's gonna be she's just gonna sitting be... there like y'all like, ain't got ivan Proveral. yeah we've said this a thousand times that like the idea where's michael delzato at it, if he <laughs> if he were ever able to like distribute the puck to actually good players like what he would have been able to do and now he's gonna be able to do it it's going to be sick. Now, I'm was really it, excited about it. Was it on the last podcast or was it on one of the live shows we've done this week where someone brought up, like, he has more power play points than Bobby Clark. And, you know, the game's called differently and everything now, blah, whatever. But, like, his main power play, like, teammate was Jake Voracek, who refuses to fucking Never. shoot. Like, is allergic to shooting. <laughs> 
And that was that was the second best weapon. You know, Wayne Simmons for a bit. Uh, <clears throat> got ghost to, do the ghost other one. Bear. Gostas Bear for a bit, but like, I mean, he had what? A and Braden Shen. Braden Shen was a season or two in that spot, uh, but he's never had like a consistent partner, and yet he's able to put up these numbers. Imagine, mm-hmm. imagine what he can do with the highest scoring offense in the league. Um, it's gonna be like we're talking. Like Florida's been so irrelevant for so long. It is gonna be a real. Uh, a real shock to the system when we see them in playoff series against like Tampa or Carolina, and we go, "Shit, this is like the best hockey since that Sweden uh, team North America game." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So the only thing that I knew about I Florida, know. I don't know either. Um, the only thing that I know about Florida this season is, you know, Joel Quenville either resigned or was fired. I don't remember which, and I don't think that they were ever clear which, but that was this season. Like that was earlier this year and they haven't, they may have taken a step back for a week, but that was it. Like they just kept rolling and that's crazy pants. And they're right there in terms of the president's trophy race, which is pretty insane. When you like Colorado's leading, they're probably going to win it. Like Colorado, it plays in the West. They play in the Central. Like, Florida is playing in the toughest division in hockey, and it's not particularly close. Like, <laughs> Boston has a yeah, chance to yeah. pass Toronto in the standings, and it's like, yeah, you know, Toronto's probably an elite team. Uh, it, it's it's just insane down there. So, all the luck in the world to Claude Giroux. I don't necessarily know. Like, I want them to win. I don't know how... I thought I was going to be a lot more in on the Florida bandwagon than I am. Well, I, well, we still have to watch Flyers games, so you yeah, need to reconcile that's true. that. I, I think still once, gotta... once the playoffs come, you'll be different. You'll you'll think about it differently, but well, we still have to make it through these 20 games. Who else in the East would you want to root for? Carolina? Uh, Carolina's interesting. I always like seeing a team like Tampa Bay continue to dominate. Like, I want to see them win or get taken down. Like, when someone beats them, I'll be like, fuck yeah, you earned it because you beat them. But until that happens, I just, like, the Tampa window has to close at some point, And it's horrible if we never get Colorado-Tampa. So, like, I want that once. And then everyone else kind of has the opportunity after that. But To be you know, honest, though, like, if we get Carolina point, or Florida, it'll be awesome. Colorado-Florida might be a more fun series at this point. Might be. But Tampa's, like... Back to back chance. They're Tampa. Saying. I know. I Fucking know. Tampa, man. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, That's I'm, what I'm saying. I just, I'm still coming to grips with. It's weird watching this team uh, without G. But did I they seem? Know. Haven't done it. Did they seem? All right. Well, then this question's only for Kelly. Yay. Did they seem to have a tremendous weight lifted off of them? So I saw a couple people say this, that the reason that they were able to win that game the other day against the Islanders and the reason, you know, guys like Provorov had a good game for the first time in months is because there was some kind of weight lifted. And I... And it's not like a negative about Giroux or anything. It's just like the weight of the horrible season mixed with... The only captain we've ever known, because he's the longest tenured athlete in the whole yeah. fucking city, uh, like, 
is it's this impending doom. It's gonna happen, and also yeah. just the trade deadline itself. Like that is a thing, yeah. We we saw it happen to Scott Lawton last year. Like he didn't want to be traded, yeah. and he was playing like shit, trying to earn his contract. They gave it to him, and all of a sudden he went back to looking like Scott Lawton again. Like I just think the the whole situation coming together the way it did, and like also it's not like you know they they weren't playing Carolina. I mean, I'm sure that there was some kind of like relief to be able to move on and not have yeah. to think about it anymore um but you know what if if that's true they'll look good tonight too and i'm not convinced they're gonna look yeah. good two nights like in a row the islanders stink and they play shit hockey and the flyers Somet- just played a little bit better right sometimes the bad teams beat other bad yeah. teams sometimes yeah. bad teams beat good teams as you say a thousand times like the Dumb ottawa senators don't go oh and 82 every year like the bad teams win games. Yeah, like Montreal's continue, on a run. Arizona's right. scoring like seven goals a game. Dumb shit happens. Yeah, if it continues. Dumb shit is happening then. every day in this <laughs> league. Um, you know, there is... Sorry, Kelly, I just cut you I'm, off. I'm done. I think that there is some truth to... You know, they played so fucking hard for Claude on his thousandth game on Thursday. They did. There's no way that that momentum doesn't carry through. It was so high emotion. Like, that, I think that there's some truth there. Um, and even if that emotion was, thank God we don't have to do that again, that's still carrying through. Well, here's the thing. They better not. Because now they're at 51 points. They're at a 411 points percentage. They're back up to, what, sixth? Yeah, that's no good. We need to get not in that good. bottom nope, three, bottom four. Out. Stop it's, winning, boys. They're, they're in front of Ottawa and Jersey now. <sighs> Come on, it looked like Arizona and Seattle were catchable. No, and you know, seeing Kevin Hayes come back the way that he has has been great, but also, stop it. Knock it off, Kev. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully, we're trying to lose here. Hopefully, Nate Thompson replaces him. Bringing Nate Thompson back into the lineup, I think, will go a long way to helping with the tank. And also, like... (laughs) Like the de- like Justin Braun isn't that big of a deal, but like removing Justin Braun from this defense does make the defense worse. He's an NHL caliber yeah. player. They right. only so, have so many. So that's good. Um, Derek Broussard was good for a few goals every here and there. So that's, he's gone. That's good. Um, you yeah, know. they're better when he plays. Like it's Owen true. Tippett had a good game, but that's because the Flyers hadn't had a chance to coach him. Now that they've coached him for a few days, he's probably not going to be as good anymore. That's good. Um, oh yeah, ruined. Yeah, it's you know I don't think I don't think we're totally screwed as far as the tank goes. But no, I think it'll, it'll be fine. I mean, it is and a- of course, without Claude, they probably are not gonna go. Yeah, but uh, like everyone coming back now is gonna be annoying. Like Lawton's gonna come back; he's gonna be good. Kevin Hayes, I guess his balls don't hurt anymore. He's skating well; like he can do stuff again. Um, I don't know. It's just they do this a lot. This like late season. Oh yeah, pop it's, of good hockey, and it's just like, come on, you guys. Every fucking year, it's tradition in this yeah. town. And whether, there's nothing you can they, do about it. No, because <laughs> they're gonna keep trying to win. I'll tell you what they can do is put fucking Martin Jones in, like uh, play six on five, just play with an empty net, like do yeah. dumb shit. <laughs> Could do, but then I'm sure Mike Yo in the in like a small part of his brain thinks that maybe he could keep his job, so he's gonna keep trying to win. It's like everyone's gonna try to win. The good news is they've been trying to win all season and it's not been going very well for them. So, you know. There can't hope. be there can't be a single cell in Mike Yo's brain 
that that is under the impression he has <laughs> the slightest chance to be coaching this team next season. There might they be. have a negative I don't know. I think that there is goals differential. No, there's no I, chance. If they're still tanking next season, Mike Yule should come but back. They're not, like, not going to be. They're not going to be. And uh, but here's the thing, Bill. And I I had forgotten what I wrote on the outline, and then I went and looked and remember what I wrote. Uh, Chuck Fletcher's bad at his job, so he might keep Mike Yule around. Is right. he? We I know we went through this. Yesterday I wouldn't say he's particularly good. We did. We went through it. I would, and so, I think I forget somebody. One of the callers said that he is like a perfect reflection of his teams. He's neither good nor bad. He's like precisely middle of the road. Sometimes he has some success. Most of the time he doesn't. And I find it difficult to think of a better way to describe. Yeah, like Chuck if everyone's yeah, healthy this year, I, they're in, they're on the bubble. Like yeah, he's he put together I a a very expensive, decent passable team. hockey team. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember which caller it was, but they, they did. They nailed it. You know, how Minnesota Wild, there were the Minnesota average as fuck, the Flyers, middle of the road forever. And that's who Chuck Fletcher is as a GM, which is, you know, fine. At least he's not who, it's oh not God, who, who followed him in Minnesota? Billy G. Bill Guerin, he's doing great. No. There was someone else, the Lizard King. in. Right in between. I don't remember. No memory. The one who called Zuccarello with the lizard tongue thing. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. Never think oh. of it. <laughs> uh, I feel like Paul, Paul Fenton? That's not right. That could oh, be. Oh, that sounds familiar Sounds like somebody. Uh, sounds we like are going to, Steph, while you look <laughs> this up, let's, let's do this. <laughs> let's take a quick break. Steph can look this up. We have a couple more things to talk about. The rest of the trades, Broussard, Braun, the guys who are still here, uh, and just some odds and ends to uh, wrap up this post-trade deadline edition of BSH Radio. So hold on through this ad. We'll be right back. All right, fam, we are back, and we are talking about the Flyers' trade deadline moves. We've talked about Claude Giroux. I'm sure it'll come up more, but I want to talk about the uh, the overall returns, not just for G, but in these Derek Broussard and Justin Braun trades as well, uh, because I think it I think it puts a, a, a pretty clear— it, it, it paints a pretty clear picture in my mind of what they are going to try to do this offseason. So as we stated before— Giroux, along with the Germ and the Bunny Man, go to Florida for uh, Owen Tippett, a 2023 third, and a 2024 first-round pick. Derek Broussard goes to Edmond, Edmonton for a 2023 fourth-round pick. Justin Braun to the Rangers for a 2023 third-round pick. Uh, a lot of people have been asking, like, what's up with the next year's draft picks? Um, and I really think it's what the Flyers wanted. Because I believe yes. that the twenty everyone is saying the 2023 draft, much better than this one, it is a deep draft. That means those picks will be in demand, and the Flyers will not be making any of these picks. They want to trade these picks for players. Mm. They want to build packages around these picks, include these picks in packages, so that they can do this aggressive retool. They need ammunition to do so. I think it's all about that. Like, this 2024 first, uh, I don't expect them to ever make that pick. I don't expect them to make any of these picks. I think these are all parts of trade packages over the next, between now and the next trade deadline. Yeah, I hadn't considered that when he was stockpiling them. In my head, I was like, good job, Chuck. 
that's good. Because I, I think he said in one of his pressers um, that they were actually actively prioritizing 23 picks. Like, they would rather have a 23 second than, like, a 24 first. Like, they were going for the 23 picks, which is good. Um, and then someone, I forget who it was, reminded me what you just said, that they're, they're just going to trade all of them. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, they are going to Bob Clark these picks. We ain't never going to say him. Yeah, and that's, but that's a real Listen, uh, we're not for, you know, I think all of us think the rebuild is probably the only way that they are going to become a Stanley Cup contender again. But as we've reiterated many times, dumb shit happens. Maybe they fucking put the blindfold on and hit the pinata, you know? Like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a path for them to actually pull off this aggressive retool over the next year, year and a half. And to do it, they need assets. Well, they don't have, like, a second-round pick this year. Uh, you're not going to trade the first-round pick this year because, mm -mm. Jesus Christ, you just wasted 82 games to get it. Uh, like, you badly need this top-five pick that you're hopefully going to get because, you know, you're not going to try to get high-end talent that way again. You're going out and trying to spend. You're going out and trying to get uh, assets for right now. So I, I really do think that all these picks are just an accumulation of assets so that they can turn them into the defensemen we need, the winger depth we need, all of that. And I, while I don't, I, I mean, that's on its face, you know, good, good move by Chuck. Like that's good asset management because as you said, everyone knows this is a valuable draft. So if he is going to try to put together trade packages, having a bunch of 23s is going to help him do that. So that's, that's a good thing. Like it helps in what he's trying to do. Um, whether or not it works, uh, who knows? I just hope that we're not trading. Yeah, he these might 23s. trade them all for Ristolainen again, like right? Yeah. So I have a question. Mm. I have a question. If Chuck Fletcher did not trade for Rasmus Ristolainen, and subsequently did not extend Rasmus Ristolainen, do you think that we're looking at his tenure differently? Yes. Yeah, that that's has what clouded I think my. I think I think that one play. It's a major. It's, it's a it's major a blemish. Yeah. yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, and it's as Bill has said a thousand times. It's not so much Rasmus Ristolainen. Yeah, it's I like the him. thought process that gets you there. That's the problem because that thought process is still the thought process that they're going to be using to build the entire team going forward. So if if they value what Rasmus Ristolainen brings to the table we're not going to have a very good hockey team. And, and value it that, like, that prioritize highly, it that highly. Where yeah. he needed, we can't guarantee franchise legend Claude Giroux he'll be back, but we can guarantee Rasmus Ristolainen $25.5 million. Like, that's fucking well, insane that's, to me. that's another thing that I wanted to talk about because I don't exactly remember where I heard it from. Um... But I have heard that Rasmus Ristolainen was very firmly on the, the trade block. Like, very firmly, he was going to go with Giroux. And then a little diva, a little diva, oh, yeah. had some things to say about his defensive performance. And that immediately made Chuck Fletcher change his mind and say, no, we need to re-up. Rasmus Ristolainen because you're a piece of shit oh, yeah. and we're probably going to trade you in the offseason, which was not problem. the thing that was said, but also Ivan Provorov the is a implication. Yeah, apparently Provorov is a problem, which is like not what I would have I've, I've heard it through the seasons. I've, I've heard it 
Um, especially when they were negotiating his last contract, I've heard that he wanted to be the highest paid player on the Flyers. <laughs> oh, that's cute. And that's and that's why it took him a while to sign his contract. He wanted now, whether and whether any of this is true or not, of course that's it's funny. it's gossip. So I don't know if it's true or not, but I have heard that Ivan Provorov has a little bit of a diva complex. Well, that's the so, thing. Once there's enough of these little gossipy drips and drabs somewhere. that come out of things, you can start to assume that there's some truth to it, at least a little bit. So that yeah. just to sidetrack here for a second, I've been saying for quite some time, I don't expect all three of Sanheim, Provorov, and TK back, and we can just narrow it down to the defensemen right now. I believe one of them is definitely gone this offseason. Do you think that uh do you think that kind of puts him on the outs and maybe Sandheim suddenly looking looking a little stronger of a case to stay? Well, also Sandheim's yes. been very good the last yeah. couple of weeks. Like he's yeah. been playing very well and Ivan Provorov short of that Islanders game still has not. So, you know. And if you if you pay close attention because again, Bob Clark will tell you Little nuggets of information. That's true. He can't keep Whether they're accurate or not. Yeah. But he is coming out there and saying, Travis Sanheim, real good, huh? And remember, Bob Clark still works in the front office. So <laughs> there is something to be said when he Bob compliments players. Owns like, the team. All right. So here's my he, thing. He owns. But like, hold on, real quick. I don't give a shit about Ivan Provorov being on this team. He has. I'm completely out on him over his play over the last few seasons to just his play over the last few seasons and the attitude. I, I understand that he eats up lots of minutes and I understand that the defense would theoretically be worse without him. Mm, what a- Is he a number two defenseman? No. no. I think he's no. a number three defenseman, yeah. maybe a four. Three or four yeah. But that's not... Like, he's not getting paid like that, and he's not being played like that. So if if we could find two top-pairing defensemen and bump him down to play with Sanheim, great. But we're not going to do that. Well, you're not going to so bump Risto down to three. This is my problem, though, because okay. I am also firm. I'm out on Ivan Provorov, and I feel like I have been for, like, a year. I don't Me care too. if they trade him. The problem is... It's a really big gamble because, first of all, yeah. you don't know what Ryan Ellis is going to be. A, you've seen him play four games here. B, he's been out for an entire season. Who the hell knows what he's going to look like at the start of next season? Nobody knows. And then also, you've left a huge gaping hole on the top line that is going to be difficult to fill um, because I, you can't put Cam York there. Because they're obsessed with handedness. His cam is the same. He's a lefty. Oh, is he? Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he could play with. uh, Oh, okay. Uh, I'm looking at it right here. Lefty. Yeah. For some reason, I thought Ellis was a lefty. Ellis is a righty. Okay, so then okay, we're fine. I I mean, maybe they could do that. Um, I just worry that that there's so much that Chuck has to do in order to really make this team good. That's going to cost a lot of money. And while trading Provorov certainly frees up quite a lot of money, it's one more giant piece that they need to figure out while they're also trying to figure out the wingers, while they're also trying to figure out the fact that somehow we have no centers in the entire organization. I don't know how this happened, but we don't. It's like a whole 
there's so many things that I worry subtracting one other big, huge piece is going to make the retool even harder. That said, yeah. maybe fucking trade him because I, I don't have any time for that kind of bullshit. I like if, you, if you're going to have and, that and- attitude, you need to be, you need to back it up. If you're going to be an asshole, then you need to be good. Yeah, on the Chris ice. Pronger is a jerk off by all accounts, but he's yeah. one of the best to ever play, so he's allowed cool. to be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you would, he could be like, I don't give a fuck. shit. I, I actually, I love when players are dicks, which is why it is really stunning that I hate Jack Eichel because he is such a dick. Um, yeah, be excellent to me. But I just, and then there's also <laughs> the thing is Ivan Provorov actually, like, would it be that big of a hole? So the entire time that he's been here, the defense has been in shambles. Well, I, I mean, that's fair. I still think there's another level that Provorov can... Like, I think it's still in there. My thing is, it's talking about how you can rebuild this defense. You could still get a lot for Ivan Provorov. That's the thing. Like, you can get a yeah. lot for him. He's signed, yeah. and it's a decent number. 6.75 for, what, uh, next year and then two more? So you're making a commitment to the guy, but it, you're going to look at those minutes. GMs are going to look at, you know, the year he had the 17 goals, and uh, I, they're going to go, oh, Philly, it's a fucked up organization. Like, none right. of their players are any good there. What could and- we do with Ivan Provorov, much like... We looked at Buffalo and said, what could we do with Rasmus Ristolainen? And that's the thing. Provorov's better than him, like, on the average. So, like, I think you could get a ton for Provorov. But to Kelly's point about the huge gamble, Travis Sanheim, if we're going to, if he's going to be the one we stick with, not that he's some superstar or something, but he's also 25 and he's a free agent after next season, you could lose so much of your defense. Not that it's any good. It's not any good, but you need players. Travis, I think Sanheim would resign for sure, but they're going to have to pay him, which is problematic because, again, the money. They need Um, to go get a bunch of awesome players and pay them that money. And then who else is getting a raise? Farabee's getting a raise next year too, right? Farabee and Couturier are both getting sizable raises that basically eat up most of the money of Giroux's, yeah. Yeah, so it's like just like a, a net zero. So they're going to have to move some of these. Like, that's the thing, is if they, they have these grand plans, they're going to have to move some of these guys out. And I also think that's part of uh, what we saw happen in that Giroux trade. I, I was asked uh, earlier today, like, why did we just give them Bunham and, and, uh, and the germ, too? Because we don't want like, them. Cause, yeah, because they're not good, and we wanted to shed contracts. So... Right now, the Flyers are down to 44 of the 50 contract minimum. Uh, they only have 50, or they only have 25 contracts on the books for next season, but that includes like RFAs. Owen Tippett's going to resign. Morgan Frost's mm-hmm. going to resign. Zach McEwen better be fucking resigned. Please. Uh, Wade Allison. There's like a bunch of guys. So let's call it they have like 38 to 40 contracts on the books. So 10 to 12 open spots. I. I think this is going to be a part of this reloading sort of thing. Not just pursuing like only veteran UFAs. They're going to go after plenty of them, I think. But college free agents as well. Yeah. Those are real good and cheap. Uh, we got a question about some reported interest in Ben Myers from the USA Olympic team. He's the captain of the University of Minnesota. Apparently the Flyers have at least been scouting him. They're going to attempt to sign him, perhaps. Uh, but they badly need to replenish. And if Chuck Fletcher is looking at that, we need guys under 25. Well, all that costs is a, is, a, is a roster spot. You've opened some of those up. So I think that all kind of folds into the plan as well. 
They've also, I think yeah, Chuck has mentioned by name Ronnie Adder and Bobby Brink. So yeah. those guys are probably going to get into the mix at some point. So that's Yeah, you're going to have to sign them. Yeah. And like when you see, because I remember in the past when it looked like the Flyers had a great you know depth, especially amongst the prospects, it was reported we missed out on some college free agents because they looked at our system and went, well, when am I going to play? And now... First of all, none of those guys have worked out. And secondly, like we're shedding we're shedding some of those contracts. We don't have that, uh, you know, alleged depth in the system and some college free agents or whoever can look and go, I'll get playing time there. Why the fuck wouldn't I? I'm better than half that roster. <laughs> they could get playing time on the top line. Yeah, like, Seriously. <sighs> yeah, I, I just wanted to take a minute and do a, a post-mortem on Connor Bunneman and German Rubstov because Why? no one's really talking about them because it's all Giroux. Why would nobody like, cares Bunneman, about them? Like, who gives a f- right, Connor Bunneman, nice guy, nice guy, tries hard, loves the game. Like, there right. there we go. Connor Bunneman, thank you for your service. Bunneman's ceiling German is like Rubstov. nice fourth liner, maybe. Patrick Kane, yeah. AHL All-Star for the rest of his career. Good job, Connor. Proud of you. Um... German Rubstov. The germ. I'm gl- all right. I'm glad that he's gone. Like, really glad that he's gone. Um, because Long live the, the debate germ. between calling him the germ and Ruby was going to tear apart Broad Street hockey. Like, we. It wasn't have had because so we would many- never talk about him again. He's right. pointless. Listen, <laughs> in the year 2016 and 2017, and also 2018, Kelly and I almost came to blows over these nicknames. And his name hasn't been mentioned on this show in three years. Right, exactly. It's true. But also, I, I, I had to go back and look at that 2016 draft just because, oh. like, in my head, it was much better than picking German Rubstov at whatever position he was. I just had it up on my phone, but it's not there anymore. Um, that was a bad pick. But looking back at it, it really wasn't. I mean, like, the second round, not a good there draft. were some real good pieces that we did yeah, like, not get. Was the Brink hat in the, the Brinkett was in that draft, and yeah. but he went in the second yeah, round. Yeah, Jordan Cairo, I think. Yeah. Um, there, there's like, a lot of hindsight to that draft. Yeah, that, it's a, a shit, lot of hindsight. It's overall a shit draft. But that, Look at the first round. It was a shit draft, but... Rubstov should never have been the pick. Like, no. And no. I will go to the grave despising Ron Hextall for no reason other than he could have traded up one single position, might have been two, and drafted Jacob Chikrin. Like, there is, I will never forgive him for that. And also, I'm fascinated by this hindsight of how bad of a drafter Ron Hextall was. Like, Bad. I st- I still maintain that it's a little bit of a uh, development as well. It's not just bad picks. Oh no 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 for sure for sure. But Rubstov should never have been a first round pick. No, like pick. never. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, he was was not, was he not one of the Russian dopers? Like he was in that hole. No, I think that the doping scandal happened. I think the next year. I mean, it happened because... the next year, but you think they started it that? Oh year? yeah yeah yeah. No, mm-hmm. he was he was almost certainly doing the dopes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a weird way to say that. He was almost certainly doing, taking the dope. Uh, doing he wasn't whatever, doing you know, the doping because that's yeah. the Russian officials. Either way, the big scandal, I think, came out the next year and everyone was barred and he was caught up in that. Yes. So, you know, 
a little artificial there, perhaps. Uh, but it's over now. Uh, the Ruby Germ Great Debate of 2017 uh, has finally <laughs> been put to death. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to pretend can, to be I able to pronounce the, his name the anymore. Slackbot response from when anybody says the word germ, it's <laughs> the Slackbot response is Kelly saying, I am a disease. <laughs> Except a typo, like there's definitely a W in there. I can take that down now. So real quick. Just in case y'all didn't know that we do consistently roast each other in Slack. I wouldn't know. Um, (laughs) I know that you wouldn't. So I want to talk about the guys who are still here who are pending UFAs real quick. Uh, They weren't able to move everybody, most notably Martin Jones, really the only one who anyone would have wanted. Uh, Non-NHL caliber defensemen Keith Yandel, Kevin Connaughton, and Nick Sealer are still here, along with Nate Thompson, who's apparently coming back. Samuel Moran, I thought, had more time, but uh, he's going to be a free agent. So they are going to have... They are going to be moving on from quite a few people that they weren't able to extract any value from because they don't have any. Uh, I was a little disappointed that like they couldn't get a thing for Martin Jones, but also he hasn't been good in months. Should have taken that fifth from Edmonton. Seems like it. Um, That's a bit of an L for Chuck. Was there... uh, Someone told me they wanted to hold on to him because... They want Felix Sandstrom playing in meaningful games in the AHL. And they were worried like, about injuries, apparently, which, like, uh, why? Who cares? Tw- we got 20 games. I, you know, it's you run the whole organization. You look at it through different glasses than we do. I, I guess, get it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, fucking play Felix Sandstrom in the NHL. This is a pointless season. Bring me the, right. the like, Russian who gives child. Right, a single shit? Yeah, give me Kirill. Like, give me whoever. Bring Fedotov yeah. uh, over. Whatever. Uh, just uh, Martin Jones. What's the point? What is the I, point of playing the eight ninety eight save losing, percentage veteran goal? Playing him at the point is losing. You'd lose with the young guys, but at least they might factor into the future. I can't be bothered. To You're not wrong. Sure. I know uh, the season's pointless and it's over. Um, do we have anything else really to get into? Do we talk enough the about the season? Giroux? Isn't actually over. Like we do uh, have twenty games. 20 games. <laughs> you know what's really pissing me off? Hmm. You know, they inconvenience me on a daily basis, this mm-hmm. hockey team. <laughs> they play back-to-back night games both nights of the weekend of WrestleMania. I want to fucking strangle whoever made this schedule. I really do. Like, how are you going to do this to me? Aren't I loyal? Games. I... You, you do your wrestlings. You do enough well, around here. I'm Just gonna remind try to... me when it's happening. I'm going to try to do one. <laughs> Listen, between me and Steve, we can figure it the fuck out. It's just, I want to strike, like, it's a point of pride if I can do the final 20. Like, I stick, you know, Claude Giroux's gone, Bill fucking Matz is still here. Bill Bill Matz live from WrestleMania. Yeah. I didn't watch it, I'm watching Roman Reigns, what do you think? (laughs) All right. Uh, are, Are we done? Is that it? I, I just have a couple more right. a couple more things to say. Right. If you have not attended any of the green room shows, like you really should. It is the, it is it is so much fun and it's it's very informal. Like this I feel like it's friends talking with other friends with some structure. The loosest and possible the structure, structure is very loose. Yeah. This, I've, I'm kind of jealous that, like, my, my audience has, has found other people. Like, they're not just me now. It's everybody. 
there's there's and even more. Yesterday there were several people still saying, "Where's Bill Metz? Where'd Bill go?" I'm like, "Bill's got a job, man." Oh, something happened yesterday. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but it was something. I might fuck around and go up to Newark and watch Claude Giroux on April second. You know, I saw join uh, me if you. I saw Carcitti tweet about that, and for a hot second, I was like, "I want to do that." I was like, no, I fucking don't. It's like an afternoon game. Take. I looked at the yeah. Devils tickets and like, they're so. They gotta cheap. be eleven bucks, right? They're so cheap, and I was like, yeah, what else am I gonna do that day? That said, I mean, Prudential Center is really nice. Is it? I got a great it burger nice. across the street from there before. There's a few good bars right next to the rink. It's not a horrible thing. Maybe, no, the, but just for Maybe fun, you have to watch the Devils, which is the problem. I you have to watch really Florida kill them like watching a live hockey game in which I have no rooting interest. It's very fun for me. I like doing it a lot. I feel like the head of SB Nation NHL could pull some strings and get something together for the Broad Street hockey community Mm. to go say what's up to Claude Giroux. Mm. Giving Steph work, I'm sure she As I created work for Steph. I mean, I could. (laughs) He's ready to punch me straight in the fucking face. I kind of am ready to punch you straight in the fucking face. Um, what are you thinking, Bill? I don't know. Like, it's an afternoon game. We could get some sort of, like, I, I don't know about, you know, not a travel package, but we could get some tickets. Like, it's like the a group fucking devils. situation, maybe? Yeah. Like, get us a section. I don't know if we would fill a whole I section. Do, I do know someone in group sales for the devils. Um, That's a big... I don't know if we would get that many people is the, the issue. Yeah. I don't know either, but... It sounds like one of them good ideas that... If there is that, interest... Yeah, if there's if interest, there's let us interest, know. let Bill Matz know. Ha. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter, at StephaliciousD. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, if there's interest, let someone here know, and I'll, I'll see if I can reach out to... I'm going to be honest, I already don't want to do this. A group ticket package or something. <laughs> Like, you guys coordinate the signs that say, we love you, Giroux, but I'll do the rest. I'm not much of a sign holder, I gotta tell you. No, we're doing it. <laughs> I Listen, if I'm gonna make signs. If you're inserting me and making me do work, you're gonna do things that I want you to do. Oh, I don't like that. And that includes signs. Mm-hmm. No. I'm Did not. you cut your hair? No, it's just in a ponytail. I mean, I cut it, like, oh, many, it many, shorter. like, a month ago, maybe. Like, ever? I bet nice she's had a like haircut it. before. It'd be weird if that was her baby hair. <laughs> Right. I don't know why, but the fact the that you just said baby hair kills me. And that is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content, content, content. The Flyers quit. We haven't. We're still here, goddammit. Leave us five stars because we earned it. Uh, <laughs> it's true, and look out for those green room live shows they're so much fun yeah is there like a bsh radio account or is it just like kelly and steve and whoever starts them yeah we kind of fucked up by tying it to you because the problem is now everyone follows bill so when bill starts a green room everyone gets a notification but i feel like i have like seven followers on green room like when it started it was just like it was a trial thing with what was it called in the beginning locker room and oh, yeah. like yeah. you had to you had to tie it to your Twitter like there was no other way to sign in and so it was like my personal account 
and then you know Spotify bought it, and it's it's a whole thing now. But uh, the we, app has we changed. Always, we always put a, a link on Twitter, so whatever. yeah, the links on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, check out those Spotify green rooms, my post games. We've been doing lives, uh, you know, on other days talking about various events surrounding the team. They're a lot of fun. I've been I've jumped in a couple of them. I don't even always talk. Sometimes I just talk shit in the chat uh, because <laughs> I like to be on the other side of things. Sometimes that's crazy. I love to hear my own voice. And the best thing is you can just like. Pop in and pop out. Yeah. You don't have to stay the whole time. Yeah. I think yesterday for the, the trade deadline show, I popped in in the morning, left for an hour, came back, left for a little bit, and then came back. Like It was just so fun. So do all that. Check out the Spotify green rooms, download the podcast, subscribe, do all that shit, please. It's, uh, it, 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 we'd really appreciate it. All right, that's it. Uh, my name is Bill Matz. For Kelly, for Steph, have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about Yeah!